Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Good Morning Beautiful podcast. This week, we're going to talk about what is abuse and what does abuse look like. I'm Chanel. I'm Tara. And I'm Gabrielle, and we are the ladies of the Good Morning Beautiful podcast. Good morning, beautiful ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. We're good. We doing well. All right. How are you doing? good. Yes, ma'am. I'm good. I'm good. You good? I'm good as well. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, we talking about some so, things today. Yeah, let's let's yeah. get into a, one of those um, touchy t- touchy but helpful topics. Absolutely. Yeah. Of what Absolutely. is abuse? What does abuse look like? Exactly. And I think a so, topic that we don't I'm, discuss enough. To be honest with you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because I'm I'm pretty sure that some of us have you know, experience some type of abuse um, in a relationship in some form or another. And there are different types of abuse. Um, Gabby, go ahead on. You, you lead us into this. You go ahead and lead us so, into this. What I'm going to do, I pulled up a website, un.org, unitednations.org, and I looked up what is domestic abuse. And I, the reason why it's important to talk about it is because if you're not getting punched or slapped or kicked, sometimes you don't think that you're being abused. So mm-hmm. abuse looks more looks more like more than just physical abuse. So let me read what UN.org says. What is domestic abuse? Domestic abuse, also called domestic violence or intimate partner violence, can be defined as a pattern of behavior in any relationship that is used to gain or maintain power and control over an intimate partner. Abuse Mm -hmm. is physical, sexual, emotional, economic, or psychological actions or threats of actions that influence another person. This includes any behaviors that frighten, intimidate, terrorize, manipulate, hurt, humiliate, blame, injure, or wound someone. Domestic abuse can happen to anyone of any race, age, sexual orientation, religion, or gender. It can occur within a range of relationships, including couples who are married, living together, or dating. Domestic Domestic violence affects people of all socioeconomic backgrounds and education levels. So this, I like this definition of what domestic abuse is because it seems mm-hmm. like it covers all bases. Yes, like it I is. said, it's not just physical. And I think we lean toward the physical. If you're not getting punched mm-hmm. or bruised or smacked, right. you don't feel like you're in an abusive situation. But if you feel humiliated, if you feel shunned, if you feel disrespected, that could be constituted as abuse. I think we should really get into it because I think a lot of people, including myself in the past, didn't know that they were in abusive situations until Mm -hmm. certain things bubbled over and you find out, wow, was I in an abusive situation? Mm -hmm. Yes. So it's imperative to have this conversation, to be honest. I think, so from what you you read, I think one of the the most commonly used forms of abuse that people may not think is abuse is verbal abuse, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you just think that maybe y'all go back and forth arguing or, or at the beginning it's y'all going back and forth and arguing, but then it comes to a point where that person is always 
you know, talking down to you, belittle, belittling you or whatever, mm-hmm. or making, or just embarrassing you in front of people verbally. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just doesn't have that respect for you. So I think that we tend to overlook that um, as being abuse because he's like, he's not hitting me. I mean, you know, he be, you know, he said this, that I wasn't shit, but whatever, but exactly. yeah, that's abuse. That is abuse. Mm-hmm. And I think that we don't tend to look at it that way, but that's the one that I think that it actually starts. The most commonly one, in my opinion, is yes. verbal. And then I it can agree. it can flow on over into like manipulation. And actually the manipulation and the verbal may go together, may go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, it, well, some people just might come out the door knocking your block off. They might just come out the door going upside your head. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I think that the verbal is like that doorway mm-hmm. to more. To right. more. So yeah. have we all been verbally abused in the past? Can I we have say? most yeah. definitely. Yes. And yes. I have as well. And what mm-hmm. did that look like? What did that look like? What did that feel like? And how did we handle it in that moment? So, you know, like I said, at first you could, you probably will start to argue back with the person. You might cuss that person out back, you know, whatever. But at, at some time it starts to break you down a little bit after a while. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You find yourself just like, you scared to say anything at this point. You're walking on eggshells. You don't want to say anything because you know, that's going to lead into more. Mm-hmm. You know, that person going harder. So I think it will, it starts to break you down to where you just like, even if you have a strong opinion about something or you feel some type of way, you know, whatever you say, that person going to go against and just start, you know, talking crazy to you or calling you names or whatever it may be. So you sort of shut down. You sort of, you know, you get into that head down, you know, sh- not shy, but um, what's the other word I want? Not shy, but um, Lord, my, my, I got a blank. My, my brain is blank. But you just go into a shell and you don't express yourself any longer because mm-hmm. you feel like you just can't win this fight at this point. At this point. Mm-hmm. What do you Tara, what about you? What about you? Have you been in any verbally abusive situations? And what did that look like for you? I have. I've done both. You know, I've done, mm-hmm. done physical and verbal. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or I call it like emotional because mm-hmm. it really does play a lot on your emotions. Mm-hmm. And I think even to this day is I'm way grown. I think that because a few of them really were um, mental abuse, you know, being called yeah. names or yeah. you can't do this, you can't do that. So it kind of carried with me. So I'm okay. slowly getting out of, you know what, I am worthy or I am worth it, you know, mm-hmm. or right. You know, it was just, it would start off like, I think Chanel said, like, it's a gateway to the open, you know, to open up. Let me see how far I can press this girl. Is she going to fight back? Is she going to just take it? Is she going to, you know, so I think they do that to feel it out. Man or woman, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. because, you know, women can be abusive um, too. But um, Mm -hmm. I think it's just like a little gateway to, you know, let me see. And then over time you're right. It's like, you know, you don't want to say anything or, you know, you don't want to start an argument Two, you don't feel like being put down today or, you know, but then it's to the point where it doesn't matter what you do. You could just walk in the refrigerator and they'll be like, why are you walking that way? You know, so it's to the point where like, you know, well, I'm not saying anything to you or why are you looking stupid? You know what I mean? It, I mean, just the pettiest, Mm -hmm. dumbest stuff. Um, you know, and I think at years and years, you know, it just took a toll on me. Um, and then Absolutely. the physical yeah. came. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then that's just another whole, you know, ball yeah. game. But um, yeah, that emotional really, because it just, even though you might not be in that relationship for me, it still carried with me. So sometimes like I wouldn't, you know, 
I don't know if y'all remember like the one movie where, you know, you had the one person who's like, you is ugly. You is yeah. this. You, you know what I yeah. mean? And like, yeah. I cry in those scenes because she didn't want to open her mouth. You know, she didn't yeah, want to smile. Exactly. She didn't want to, because you are just so ugly. You know, so I, you know, I always get really sentimental when I watch that movie, but um, it's true though. You know, it's really true. It really mm-hmm. does take a toll on your, um, mm-hmm. your mental. So, right. you know. Yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. And I think abuse is targeted that way to take mm-hmm. a toll on your mental. Mm-hmm. People abuse you because they want to hurt you to the core. They do, right? They're hurting to the core, so they have the uh, they want to hurt you to the core. And I, I have a true confession. I actually have been verbally abused, and if I backtrack over my history. I have been verbally abusive because mm-hmm. in certain situations, especially when I was much younger and I didn't have the time to reflect over effective arguing and things like that. If you did something to hurt me, my mouth could be flagrant mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. I called my ex all kind of bitch ass Negroes and all type of listen <laughs> mm-hmm. because I felt as though I didn't have any boundaries as it pertained to my partner as to I and I'm lying I did have certain boundaries I wouldn't talk about your mama you're nothing but I would call, cut you and your character and your stature as a man down to the core and in retrospect I realized that that was abusive but in my mind I'm retaliating from the abuse that you giving me right mm-hmm. so if you cut me I'm gonna cut you Right. You hurt me, I'm gonna hurt you. Mm-hmm. So, but you know, so I take ownership of that, but I know that I have been in another relationship where that person would use their words specifically to cut me, even in, in not in retaliation. Mm-hmm. They would just try to try to say the lowest thing that they could say mm-hmm. in order to get a response from me or in order to, like you said, Chanel, belittle me or yeah. demean me in that mm-hmm. moment. And me being so oblivious because in my childhood, I had not experienced abuse. I didn't constitute it as abuse. Right. I just was like, did they just say that to me? I know he didn't just say that. To exactly. Me. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, wow, he's abusive. You know, when I really found out that verbal abuse was a thing because my ex he always fought dirty. And like you said, it's a gateway to other things. He didn't put his hand, I'm lying. He put his hand on me one time, but he didn't hurt me. Mm-hmm. I, he lifted me from the bed to the floor, but I didn't feel any pain or I didn't feel, he didn't smack me. Right. Mm-hmm. It was a gentle lift, but he still put his hands on me. But he started breaking stuff in the house, breaking vases. Oh, yeah. He broke our modem. So I went to the courthouse. And when I went to the courthouse to file, a protective order. And really I didn't feel threatened, but I felt his level of anger escalate. So I filed a protective order and they send you to this organization called SARC for women, women or people just in general who have mm-hmm. been in abusive situations. Yes, I've, I volunteered for them for years. Really? Oh, over I had 10 no years. idea. Yeah. yeah over the first time I had gone there, they mm-hmm. gave me a pamphlet on what abuse was mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. read it and I was like, wow, okay, I'm being abused. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, it, that was the revelation that I had when I read that pamphlet from Sark stating that, mm-hmm. you know, that person is alienating you from your family. That person yes. is mm-hmm. using words to belittle or demean you. That mm-hmm. person, so 
it wasn't until I read it in a pamphlet that I realized that I was in an abusive situation. Absolutely. And there are cycles of abuse. So the first cycle of abuse is like calm, right? Mm -hmm. Some Mm -hmm. people call it the honeymoon phase, right? The honeymoon phase, everything is so fun, so fun, so fun. Then the tension builds. That's the second uh, phase, right? Yeah. Then the third phase is the actual explosion or violence, whatever may have. It could be verbal. It could be uh, physical, whatever. And then it goes to the makeup stage, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll keep going through this cycle. Like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't mean what I said. Right. I, said I didn't mean that. I put my hands on you. Like, and it just, that cycle just keeps going and going and going until you break it. The person who's being abused, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Because it was how many, think about how many times have we had it? We had the honeymoon stage. We've had the tension stage where it's just like, now we're going at it. Then we've had the explosion where you cutting deep or somebody put their hands on you. Right. But mm-hmm. then you love the person and the person say they love you. And they're like, you know, I'm sorry. Y'all make up and do whatever. And now you're right back in, you're back at the honeymoon stage because y'all being nice to each other again. And then here we go. Tension going to build up again. So it's the cycle that we have. If you're, if you're being abused, that you have to, you have to break. The abuser gonna keep doing it. They they're benefiting from it. They ain't losing. Right. They're not losing you. Exactly. Nope. Exactly. So yeah, you know, it's 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 just crazy when you think about it because none of us want to believe like, oh, we've been. I'm in an abusive relationship. You don't want to believe that. But mm-hmm. if you are scared to speak your mind, you are scared to say anything. Like I want to go here. I want to do this. Like I want. We asking. You can run it by your partner, but mm-hmm. permission. Right. permission as adults no no I, I feel like yes you should you say hey you know I think I'm me and the girls are going to do this or whatever and that's that's cool I'm gonna mm-hmm. run it by them or I'm gonna say but I'm not gonna can I go hang out with me and my girls right. never as as a as an adult I'm never asking another adult can I do anything you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying I'm going to mm-hmm. give them the respect of this is what I'm going to do right. whatever but I'm never going to say hey is it all right if I no, Mm-mm. no, yeah, nope. yeah, and you're giving that person power, power, over you. Yes. yes, 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 and that's the challenge. And that I believe begins the cycle of abuse giving another human being power, power and authority over, you. over yes. you, yes, and them abusing that authority that mm-hmm. they have over you. Mm-hmm. And you, you, something in your mind misconstrues it as respect. I'm respecting my partner. I'm respecting my relationship. So I'm going to do as this person says. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that there shouldn't be open conversations. And sometimes maybe I won't agree with you going out this time because of something or vice versa, or maybe, maybe, you know, it's not within our financial budget. It's not right. That's understandable. Yes. That's understandable. Like I said, I'm going to definitely run it by by my partner and talk to my partner about it Mm -hmm. or whatever. And I'm not going to do anything that's crazy. Like I'm going to Cuba for three weeks, whether you say so or not. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Right. But you know, it's just respect. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. So, so verbal abuse. <laughs> that's a lot. Um, so it listed other types of abuse. And when you look back over your relationship, you can look back and see, have I been manipulative or manipulated in any way? Um, physical abuse. I think for me, I have experienced manipulation and power, like a, a, a pursuance of power over the relationship. And that can be challenging, especially when I was much younger. A lot of times men or women 
uh, tend to go after someone who is more vulnerable, someone who maybe is younger, someone who doesn't know their authority and manipulate the situation in order to maintain or establish that level of power mm-hmm. in the relationship. Control. And that yeah. is also abuse. When somebody manipulates the situation to establish power mm-hmm. yes. or establish fear, like you said, yeah. I've been in situations where when I was very young, I was dating a guy and he was always volatile. So like if he would come pick me and my my girlfriends up or pick me up from somewhere, and this is back when I was a teenager, and I'm like, oh, can you give my friend a ride? Well, tell her to hurry up. Tell her to hurry up and get to the car. So he was always aggressive in his response Mm -hmm. to me Mm -hmm. to instill fear for me not to ask him for certain things or not to ask him to do certain things or extend certain things to me. So it put that, it kind of like laid the eggshells underneath my feet, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And that mm-hmm. is also, if not, if not abuse, but the beginnings of abuse, somebody to establish their authority over you mm-hmm. right? and that fear in you. So you like, let me not, let me not say nothing to him. Right. You yeah, exactly. Exactly. yeah mm-hmm. you'll stop expressing how you feel about anything because you don't yep. want to go there with that person. Yeah. Right. And that is a gateway. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a gateway. But if you're young, inexperienced or naive or vulnerable or mm-hmm. quiet, subdued by nature. Mm-hmm. And I think abusers tend to go for someone. They seek out who, that person. Yeah, yeah. they do. Easily, easily manipulated. Yep, they do. They seek out that person. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that's challenging. But um, I'm looking up on that same website. This is some things that maybe we can we can delve deeper into mm-hmm. recognizing the signs of domestic abuse. Okay. And it's mm-hmm. important to recognize the signs. Like we said, there are signs that lead towards being in an abusive situation. And we can talk about them and break them down one by one. Stop me if you want to. Okay. Um, um, does your partner, number one, embarrass or make fun of you in front of friends and family yes that has happened to me like i yes. said that earlier like they're embarrassing yes. embarrassing you in front of people that has happened to me mm-hmm. and yes that has yep. definitely happened mm-hmm. so what did yeah. that look like for y'all what they said or how i felt either way what it what what stands out the most about being embarrassed in front of friends and family because it's like why are you doing this like yeah and it, it, it makes it an uncomfortable situation because your family or your friends are looking like you know, what's going on? And yeah. or you're telling a story that is a private personal story about me that they shouldn't know. You know what I'm, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, mm-hmm. and you're looking like, what are you, what are you doing? Why are you telling this story? Why are you talking about me like this in front of people? Like, why are you trying to openly embarrass me in front of my friends or our friends or family? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's, it confuses you at first. Like, what? Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 just that it's embarrassing. It is. But you're trying to figure out why, like, right. why are you, like, why, why would you, why would you do this now? Why would mm-hmm. you say this? Mm-hmm. So you know yeah. what I know why they would do that then mm-hmm. is because they know that your reaction. They don't they don't anticipate you to have the reaction that you would in private because mm-hmm. you don't want to be further embarrassed in front of friends and family by yeah. addressing what they just said. Right, right. Oh, you know what else too? I just thought about it. Huh. In some cases, it, it's because your family or your friends may look at you in a certain way, like you're a certain, mm-hmm. and they they basically try to do it like, she ain't all that because she do this and she did that. Like, 
she be drinking. Who said she don't drink? She said she right. don't. Like, mm-hmm. it, 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 yeah. You know, they do stuff like that to make you, to belittle you, like, because your family and friends might high, hold you to a higher standard, right? But then they may let them, like, because she be doing this and she this and she, you know, just to bring you down, like, don't think that she all, that she's all goody two-shoes because she's not, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, they might try right. to, you know, they try to destroy your character in front yes. of your family or friends. That had happened, like, we were somewhere. We were we were over his friend's house, which is a couple. Mm-hmm. And everything she said, and it was really nothing against her, but everything, because he was saying whatever he was saying. And she'd be like, I didn't know about that. I didn't know you were like that. I didn't know that about you. Girl, if you're going to keep a man, you got to learn to cook now. You can't be just half, you know, half doing this, that, and the other, because I think it was something about mm. cooking. You know, but it was other things. And, you know, girl, you can't be doing, you know, so, and then she's looking at me and then, he, you know, of course, it's her uh, boyfriend at the time, you know, he's just laughing hysterically, you know, and I did say to him, then why are you with me? Yeah. And yeah. you need to shut up, girl. Right. Because he was like, you need help. You need guidance. So I'm here to guide you. And I'm like, and of course, they laughed about that. Oh, so no. I know all about, yeah, like the humiliation. That's yes, why a lot of times I don't it. speak up because mm-hmm. if you hear that year after year after year after year after year, you know, but at first, like you said, I didn't think of it as abuse. I just kind of laughed myself. Like I would chuckle when he would say it here and there, or he would just, you know, it could be the cashier and he could say something. Well, you know, it's like, oh, it's twelve ninety nine. He was like, can you count it? You got the, you, do you know what you're getting or something? You know what I mean? So yeah, years, you know, years of that. Now that you're out of it, you know, you're like, that was really abusive. You know, like I said, right. it was never any Absolutely. with that relationship. Yeah. It was never any physical, but like it, the mental was just so draining. And then it got to the mm-hmm. point where I would be so angry when they would come around, you know, or like we do something and I'm just like, I'm angry. Turn me into a different person. And I even said, you make me so miserable. Like, Mm. after a while, years of this, after a while, it was just like, I don't even want you to come. Why am I even here with you? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, and basically in, you know, in his words, not to say that that's what he said exactly, but basically no one's really going to put up with you and how, you know, weird you are or. How slow, what do you say? He would always say I was slow, how slow you were, you know? So I'm just like, so a lot of times I'm afraid to say, to this day, I'm still afraid to say stuff because I'm like, is that right thing to say? Is that going to come off like weird? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. when you get older, you think about those things. It's like, why am I the way that I am? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it really, like you say, it really does take a toll. And that was their whole Mm -hmm. goal. Whether mm-hmm. you're with them or not, I suppose that was their whole goal to make you feel and belittle you so that you do feel little and insecure. And what did you say? Okay, well, you know, you know, you know everything. And I always pumped, pumped them up, pumped them up, pumped them up. You smell good. You look good. Oh, that's a good idea. Da, da, da. But me, it was never anything, you know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the biggest lie that anybody can ever tell you. When somebody says, well, I don't know, you know, if you don't want to be with me, because ain't nobody going to want you with them kids, or ain't nobody going to want you with you, you know, you ain't that cute, so ain't nobody going to want you, or, yeah, you, you know, you, and, and that is the biggest lie that anyone can ever tell you. 
because there's a woman that might not be the cutest, but she got a man. They might have 15 kids, but she got a man that might have. Mm -hmm. So there's no, no one human being on earth can tell you what nobody else is going to want. I've been called to hold you there. That's what I've been called damaged goods. So Mm. mm -hmm. yeah. So child. Yeah. And that's that's all a lie. lie. It's all, it was all a lie. But at Mm -hmm. that time, in that moment, it hurt. Yeah. At that moment. that moment. It 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 hurt. It hurt. And you know what? I've been, and I've been wanting to read this book. I had the book, but I start. I downloaded the Audible. It's called Book Call of Four Agreements by, yeah. I think it's Don Miguel Ruiz. And the first agreement is being impeccable about your word. And the way he breaks it down is that our lives are a series of agreements. Mm-hmm. And people impart their thoughts about you, on you. And it's not until you agree with it that it manifests in your life. So when that person says, yeah. that's why, cause you dumb, something in your mind agrees with it. Mm. Yeah. So oh. once your mind agrees yeah. with it, then you start behaving in that way. You start mm-hmm. second guessing yourself when you count the change, or you start mm-hmm. second guessing yourself that you're smart enough or, right. or intellectual enough to participate in a conversation. So you make that agreement. So it's like he, he, uh, likens it to swallowing poison. If I give you the poison, if you swallow it, then you're affected by it. Mm-hmm. And the the problem is, is that abusers want you to swallow the poison. Yes. Because once you swallow the poison, they have that grasp on they you. If the you control. think you're dumb, right. then they control you in that way. If you think you're worthless, they control you in, in that, that way. way. Uh-huh. So that was what you just said that, it, you know, the agreements, right? Because so Malcolm mm-hmm. has that book. He has the four agreements, that book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I was I was watching or scrolling and something came through about how you come into agreement with certain things. So you know how you somebody will say, oh, thank you for whatever, whatever. And you're like, oh, you're welcome. You should never say you're welcome because what are you welcoming? What you should say is something like, no problem. It was no problem at all, anytime. But never say you're welcome because what are you welcoming? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it may mm-hmm. sound like, oh, that's just strange. But when you think about it, you know, words can be spells words Absolutely. can be yeah, so we, we have to we have to be conscious of when we are answering that way and i've been trying to do that when somebody's been telling me you know oh thank you lately i'm like oh no problem it's all mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. anytime mm-hmm. yeah but i'm trying to stay away from there you're welcome because mm-hmm. i don't know what i'm well what and you and that person may not have any ill intentions on welcome but who knows what they're carrying that day Absolutely. No, they might be carrying something that's not, that wasn't meant for you, but they could be carrying anything on their spirit that day. Uh And you're like, oh, you're welcome. Like, like, oh, I'm welcome. Let me go and jump on over here. So no. So we should be conscious of the words that we speak. Be impeccable with your word. And also Mm -hmm. start understanding and start identifying some of those agreements Mm -hmm. that you subconsciously agree to. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not Right. Tall enough, short enough, small enough. You, I'm not worried. Cancel all of that out. I'm, Cancel I'm that out. Lose goods or damage goods, like you said. And mm-hmm. something in our mind, when that hits, when that dart hits, if some of that poison seeps into your bloodstream, it's like you're welcoming that. You're agreeing yes. with that statement mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. some capacity. Mm-hmm. And it's so, killed you a little bit. It, it made you sick. So now it made you sick, you know, yeah. because you're like, now you're really thinking it and you're down like, oh, well, maybe I'm not that pretty. Maybe I'm right. not that smart. And that's not true. That's so not it's true. Not. Somebody else put that thought on you. They put that thought in your head. Mm-hmm. They gave you the poison and you drank it. 
and you drank it. So that's what that's what abusers do. They give you the poison yeah. and they're praying that you drink all of it. Take right. every yes. little sip so that I yes. can have you where I want you to be. Yes. So that's important. Mm-hmm. Um, the second uh, sign of domestic abuse is they put down your accomplishments. So we've talked about that in the past as far as friendships and jealousy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes putting down your accomplishment, like you just said, Chanel, they want you to feel less than. Mm-hmm. Maybe your accomplishment is bigger and greater than they could imagine. Maybe it makes them feel insecure. And if mm-hmm. they're abusive and they already feel insecure and they already want to put you in your place, you accomplishing something is you taking the antidote for that poison. Right. Mm-hmm. You realize, and I'm better than what you thought I was. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They, they put them down. Oh, you think you all cute because you graduated from that class? Oh, you think, oh, you got a little haircut? You think you cute? Whatever. You still fat or you still ugly or whatever. It's right. like, wow, okay. Right. That's true. That is so true. So that's a, that's that's another one. And and see, and I can see where some people wouldn't look at that as abuse. Right. Right. They'd be like, he just an asshole. He just dumb, yeah. whatever. Yep. No. That's abuse. That is abuse. That is abuse. Yes, it yes. is. They make you feel, and this is what you were saying, Tara, they make you feel like you're unable to make decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, can you even count to change? Right. Step, move, go, go ahead, wait in the car. And they, they belittle you to the point where you second guess who you are. Yes. Yes. That's a problem. I remember one time, and I guess because now that, you know, it's like on my mind, I was at, um, a hospital. My son had to go to hospital and mm-hmm. I have surgery. And um it was a new hospital, never been in the hospital before. So I was like, well, instead of leaving the hospital, I'll go down we'll go down to the cafeteria and get something. So mm-hmm. it was one of those cafeterias that had different um uh stations. Stations. Mm-hmm. Stations. Stations. Yeah, stations. Mm-hmm. Different food in it. Yeah. So soon you walk in, it's like here, 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 you know, everywhere. So I was standing there and I was just kind of looking to see, you know, like what, where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And he was like, once again, why are you standing there like, you know, you're retarded? And I'm like, what do you mean? And he was like, you look slow. And I'm like, he said, you're standing in the middle of the cafeteria. Like you don't know where to go. And I said, it wasn't that I didn't know where to go. I don't, I didn't know what I wanted. What well, you, you, wanted don't have to to, you don't have to look like that. And I'm thinking, you know what I mean? So it's like. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that still stays in my head because I'm like that was that was mean because you were you poisoned because you, 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 you drank yeah. that poison you drank that poison that's why yeah, that was like, <laughs> and it was busy and it was a busy because yep. it was lunchtime you know and I'm right. like I didn't have to say that but. You and know. anybody would, like you said, you're not familiar. So you go into the cafeteria. I do that in a hospital. Yeah, I am familiar with the head stations. I'm like, what do I want in here to eat today? I'm looking at the signs to see yeah. who got what, you know, so that's normal. But he was just being a jackal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it stuck with you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, you're looking around. He's like, well, you looking retarded. What's wrong with you? That's yeah. not. Just being yeah. mean. That's mean. So I have another one, and I have an example of this next one. Uses intimidation okay. or threats to gain compliance. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I have several of these. Um, my most recent, my ex, my last fiance, which, you know, he was a piece of work. Um, but we would have arguments. So the, one of the last arguments. So I had put him out on the highway twice. So this is. <laughs> So the first time I put him out, he was very jealous. So he'd be like, I saw you looking at 
this person and I'm like who I don't even know what you're talking about so that was the first time that but that's not this example so I got I kind of got ahead of the game because I had to put him out one time before and the, the first time I put him out of my car he grabbed the keys so I wound up him and I had the spare keys in my pocketbook I kept the spare keys in my pocketbook just in case I had to put him out again now rewind I should have left him after the first time I put him out, but you know, sometimes right. we, we, we long suffer. So right. I was long suffering with him and we were riding, we were arguing. He was, he woke up disgruntled. He was arguing about something. I couldn't even tell you what we were arguing about. And I was driving him to work and we're driving down this road. And he says to me, you know what? Sometimes I feel like just putting your face through that glass window. Oh, and literally when he said that, I visualize my face being cut by glass. Mm-hmm. It's like I I I put myself in that situation where my face was being cut through the glass window. Mm-hmm. So instantly I was driving down a road that I couldn't pull off. It was like a two-lane road. When I found the first little Rite Aid, I pulled off into the Rite Aid parking lot. And like I said, I had put him out before. So he knew to grab the, the key and jump out mm-hmm. the car. He like, you ain't about to put me out the car. This, that, and the next. He snatched the keys. I instantly pushed door lock, grabbed the other key, and uh, peeled yeah. off on his tail. Mm-hmm. Okay? And then I left him there. It took him four hours to get home. He didn't have a wallet. <laughs> he didn't have his coat. He didn't have, no, he didn't have nothing. He had to hitchhike home took him four hours and once he got home he was like well i mean i said you told me that you was gonna put my face through the glass window well i was just saying it and i talked to my homeboys and they said they say that to their girls all the time no they crazy then no let let me just tell you i have been put out on the highway at nighttime i have been put out i had on a bridesmaid's dress <gasps> it was night on 95. Mm. I was put out on the house. My one of my girlfriends and her husband came to pick me up because we were all leaving the same wedding. Mm-hmm. And he put me out of the car on 95. And it was pitch black outside, nighttime outside. Oh all I had God. was my cell phone. Mm. Yes. So mm-hmm. that's not that's normal scary. behavior, y'all. No, mm-hmm. that is uh-huh. scary. Anything no. could happen to you. Yes, and he went home. Mm. He didn't come back. Did to you live with him at the time? Yes, we lived together at the time. Yeah, we lived together. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Yeah. So my girlfriend and her husband, I called her, and they were, they were luckily they were on their way, coming coming towards that way. They had just left, um, the same event we were we were at, and they um picked me up, and it was so embarrassing. So yeah. it was so embarrassing, like embarrassing, scary. Yeah, and I got this dumb bridesmaid dress on. Mm. (laughs) It's terrible, y'all. Yeah, it was traumatizing. But see, part of the abuse is to embarrass you. Mm -hmm. And I was embarrassed. To embarrass you, to make you feel like, and, and, and that part is what alienates you from your family because I've been in situations where you're too much to bear and my family is like, you know what, don't bring him. Right, because he acted fool. Yeah. He went off. He was acting crazy. You had to put him out on the side of the road. Don't bring him around. 
I am listen. I'm actually getting teary eyed thinking about that situation right now because really? it was just yeah. It was, um, but see, yeah. you know what's so so crazy, and that's what we talk about drinking that poison when you're being abused. That person more than likely probably had been abused in the past, and they want to inflict that harm and that damage on you mm-hmm. because they remember the pain that was inflicted on them. So they want to equally infl- inflict it on you. Right. So we drink that poison. We remember the times where, like I said, I could visually see glass cut in my face. Right. That's you traumatic. You tears talking about somebody leaving you dark in the dark in a bridesmaid dress on the side of the room. Mm-hmm. Tara talking about how somebody's like, oh, you retarded you over here. Like it cuts deep. It cuts so deep. It does. It does. It, it cuts, cuts so deep. deep. And it creates scars. So it's important that we figure out what these signs are especially moving forward so that we don't find ourselves in those same scenarios to get those same scars because those are scars. Mm -hmm. And when you go back to a scar, you remember the pain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Remember how it felt when that, when that skin was broken and you fell down and you was bleeding and you cried. You remember that pain. Right. Right. And it it is abuse is a a practice of inflicting pain on somebody else. Mm -hmm. So it's imperative to talk about these things. Um, one of the next ones is they tell you, and this is what we already said. They tell you that you are nothing without them. Mm-hmm. I don't know where mm-hmm. you're going to go. Don't nobody want you. Ain't nobody going to want you with them kids. Child, I was called yep. a broke bitch. I was a broke bitch. Mm-hmm. And I was the one paying the, the majority of the, the bills at that, like the, mm-hmm. the heavier part. And I'm thinking, what? You a you, you broke bitch, not me. Yes. Right, <laughs> but but again, it's still stung that he said it. It it's does. Still stung. It does. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um, they treat you roughly. They grab, push, pinch, shove, or hit you. So yep. I have, I came close. I've never been hit, but I came close. Oh, I didn't got choked. Really? Me too. Yes. Me too. Oh, I got yep. choked. I'm lying. I got choked. I, I, even, I don't know why I just laughed. Oh, no. that, but I got choked. I got the super, the, the super deluxe chokey choke before. I didn't got choked. Yeah, I didn't got choked. Mm. Yeah. So early when I said it was not nobody, but they, 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 they I, I forgot. Yes, they did. I got, I didn't got choked down. Yeah, mm. yeah, I didn't got choked. I remember one choke the time that this, the main one happened. We started off in the laundry room. When I woke up, I was in the living room. I don't, rem- I don't oh, even you- know. He choked you to unconscious. Out. Mm. Out in the laundry room and then ended up in the um, living room. Yeah. Out. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So did he lay you across the couch? No, I was still on the floor. On the floor in the living room? Did you crawl? You don't know what happened. I have no idea how I got. I don't know. I don't know if I was drugged out to the living room. I don't know. I don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot all about that. Yeah, I forgot about that situation. But the crazy part is because my friends who listen, they know the story. They know this. They know this the story. So they're gonna like, Mm -hmm. you forgot about. I just thought about it. Yes. So all of my my friends, my close friends, they know the story. They know the the story of Super Deluxe Chokey Choke, where I like it started here and I ended up here. It was bad. It was bad. So yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I remember having to put foundation on my neck. Really? Because I still had, I woke up still with the handprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had two, two, it wasn't, it was two people that did that. It wasn't the same, one person. It was two people that I had the chokes from. Yeah, two different. Two people oh, not at the same time. One. No, two different relationships. Oh, that, I'm that like, good happened. Lord. It was a tag like team the, choking? Girl, no, I'd have pressed, I'd have definitely pressed. Everybody being, them niggas being, <laughs> <laughs> keep saying the wrong word. 
That's young okay. ninjas, and you know, just be in jail, okay? But um, yeah, yeah, I have been mm-hmm. choked once. Mm-hmm. I have been choked once, and I, I don't give, I don't give concessions for the choking, but I know that. I, I don't can give concessions. I, I so I can't give concessions. Mm-hmm. I know that I pushed this person to the limit. I was very young. I was mm-hmm. 17 and I pushed them to the edge because I was ignoring them. And it was a major situation that we were going through. I was ignoring them. I was ignoring them. I left them sitting on my porch for like an hour. No, and I don't I, care. He, he and it, but like I said, I can't give concessions. No, I don't walk care. away. Mm-hmm. No, walk away. Walk away. We, we, you never have a right to intentionally. So right now, like I told you, I used to volunteer for Sark. So there's no such, there's not choking anymore. They call it strangling. So mm, yeah. it's not, a, he choked me on the paperwork. It will say I was strangled. Okay. Oh. Because when somebody tries to restrict your, your airway. Mm-hmm. So the second choke, even though the, the other one, I, I went out, you know, I went, um, that I choked out. The second mm-hmm. one was worse to me, but by the second mm-hmm. person. Because mm-hmm. I actually really thought that I don't know. I thought that that might've been it. Like mm-hmm. I you could, thought they was mm-hmm. going to kill you. Yeah, I yeah. could feel that. And I'm thinking like, like I'm like trying to grab at his hands and stuff. And then I, mm-hmm. my, my friend and her, um, and her husband, they were in the other room. They, they came over or whatever, but it was, yeah, it was that one. That one was, yeah. that was, that was attempted murder. That was, was like yeah. attempted murder. And he had been drinking and stuff too. So I don't, he, I don't know. But again, I give no concessions for it. Like you have no, no, no. And, and the crazy part, like we're talking about abuse, knowing that this is abuse. Why didn't I even press charges or file prior charges on this person? Right. Because I clearly, right. He could have really, he could have really hurt me. He mm-hmm. And all me. of us are guilty of that. And, yeah. and something that I can say, especially in the black community, and I've experienced this before, and I've had people that stop speaking to me because I filed a protective order. There's an unspoken law that you don't call the cops. Right. Don't call the cops on a black man. I've been told that so many times. Don't call the cops. You don't call the cops on a black man. But if he's going to kill me, if he's trying to harm right. me. We have to. We have to. You know. So yeah, I've been in situations where I definitely should have. I have, should have called yeah. the police. I should have pressed charges. I should have mm-hmm. gotten a restraint order. But again, I went right back into what? The honeymoon phase, the makeup stage. I didn't mean, I'm sorry, baby. I I, I, I bought into all of that. So all of us has, have experienced that cycle. And I mean, at this point, I wish a, I wish a fool would put his hands on me at this oh, point. Oh, I know. Okay? At this point, yeah. I <laughs> want to be the one who's, who's, who's going to jail because I'm putting exactly. some heat, up, heat up in somebody behind. Hey. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next one, and I've experienced it, and I would have never thought it was abusive behavior. They call you several times a night or show up to make sure that you are where you that you, you were supposed to be. Yeah. So my ex, and I think I've spoken about this on you another did. episode. Yes. He called me 24 times a day. Where you at? Oh, you going to the store? <laughs> okay. What you got? Bread? You got them eggs? Right. Okay. Where you at? Call me when you get in the car. Okay. You in the car? Okay. You pulling out the parking spot? Okay. Where you getting gas? Okay. Call me after you pump the gas. Cause you know, you can't have the phone on when you pumping the gas. Okay. It's five minutes late. You pump the gas. How much you put in? This fool called me to the point where my call log was only him. Hmm. That's bad. There was no other call that in my is. call log but him. That's I wouldn't bad. have when he first did it. I thought, oh my boo loved me. He checking up on me. Yeah. He called me yep. twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. I would have mm-hmm. never thought that it was abuse, but yeah. it is control. It's control yes. for sure. Yeah. 
Yep. It is absolutely control. Mm -hmm. I need to know, did you leave? I need to know what well, you said you was leaving the supermarket, but then you was getting gas. Why well, it took you 20 minutes to get home. Should only took you 10 minutes. What is this going on? But in initially I felt like, well, my baby loved me. He checking up on me every five minutes of the day until it became like, okay, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What is mm -hmm. happening? I would have never thought that that was a form of, or a gateway to abuse. Yeah, that, right? that control. Yeah. Exactly. Um, use drugs or alcohol as an excuse for saying hurtful things or abusing you. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. a lot. Yep. I, and and alcohol, if he's abusing alcohol, that's a problem. So yeah. I don't think I don't think my person abused alcohol. I just think they I don't think they could control their alcohol. It wasn't like a, you know, drinking every day. But yeah. this person when they drank and would say this malicious stuff or whatever to me, mm -hmm. the next day wake up like, hey, babe, you want breakfast? Like, they, didn't, they don't remember what I'm looking at right. you like, Negro. Mm, mm, mm. Ninja, do you not remember everything you said to me last night? Do you not remember what you did? And they clearly didn't remember. Right. Mm. And it's like, it was weird. And I, and I go into telling, like, you called me this and you said this and you said that. And they like... No, I didn't. I no, you. I didn't. I'm like, yeah, you did, in front of everybody. So it ain't mm -hmm. just me telling you. Other people can tell you too. Yeah. Mm. So did we enable yeah. this abuse? Did we enable abuse? Of, of course we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Of course we did. Because we didn't recognize that it was abuse at right. the time. So yeah, we we enabled it. But you know, you you live you and you learn. Didn't know any better. Yeah, you mm -hmm. live and you learn. You know better now. Yep. So this is a question for y'all because this is one of the next ones. I'm going to skip over to the, the one after that. But pressure you sexually for things you aren't ready for. Has that ever happened? Sexual abuse? No, I haven't had that happen um, in, a, in a relationship. No. No. Mm -mm. no. 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 I have had somebody asking me, keep asking me to do things that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Did you give into them saying, or no. you said no? Okay. Absolutely good. not. Because good. it was crossing my boundaries. Like I wouldn't have felt, you know, sometimes we do things for the relationship in order to keep the relationship going. But there are certain boundaries that I'm not crossing for no nobody. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody. So I mean, but in me not performing those things with him, I was abused in that way. Oh, you boring. You a boring bee. That's okay. You mm -hmm. Because you know. had you have given into that, it, he would have tried to add one more. And he'd yeah. have added on more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Once you opened him up to whatever he was, you know, you, you did whatever he wanted you to do, he'd have kept adding on stuff. Yep. You'd have never been able to please somebody like that. You'd have no. never been able to. Exactly. Nope, it would have been always more. Mm -hmm. It would have always been. You'd have exactly. never been able to do it. You know how they and say the blackmailer, you, you, when you got a blackmailer, you ain't never going to pay your debt. They're going to keep blackmailing. Black. They're going to yeah. keep getting, asking for more. Yep. You never get rid of them. He'd have just kept yep. trying to get more. Didn't get more. Yeah, that's too much. Mm -hmm. So you can be boring in his eyes to him. And I was okay with being boring. Mm -hmm. I told you, you're the same one. I used to practice my snoring techniques on him. Yes. I'm like, yeah. here he yes. comes. <laughs> he like, oh, you going to do backflips and tricks and bring Rollo and the midget in and all yeah, of this stuff. In the sorry, a little person. Oh, a little person. Thank Not you. A, a little person. A little person. Yes. Excuse sorry, me. Sorry, people community. Excuse me. I'm, I'm wrong for saying that. 
he wanted to bring anything in little person, yeah. a tall man, a who knows, bring in a circus act. He wanted to bring it all in. He had a problem. I'm not doing that. Yeah. You couldn't feed into his, his, his problem. You couldn't feed into his fetish or whatever he had. Right. That was that's not for you saying. to carry. Yeah, that wasn't for you to carry. So you could call me all kind of boring. Whack, mm-hmm. you boring, you this, you that. Okay, I'll be that. Good yep. night. Yep. Snore. Right. You said I would practice my snore techniques on. I practice them <laughs> every night because he's like, listen, I got three and four people I want to bring. Not with me, you don't. No, you don't. No. Are not you crazy? With me, uh, not with me, you don't. No, snore. Uh, you up? You up? Snore. There's a whole community for that. He can, he can clearly find exactly. somebody who He's got a whole community out there that's down with it. Yep. Well, he wanted me to be down with it, and if because I wasn't down with it, I was the boring beast. So that was his in his mind, in his mind, in his mind, because his his seemed like his appetite was you know just over the top. So yeah, so I'm gonna skip over the last couple because we kind of touched on them. But Mm -hmm. so these are questions that you should ask yourself to find out if you're in an abusive relationship. Okay, Do, do you sometimes feel scared of how your partner may behave? We yes. all kind of mm-hmm. agree with that, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you constantly make excuses to other people for your partner's behavior? I did. I did, I think. Some, I, I did, did it, for you sure. know, first. Mm-hmm. We did. We yeah. all did. Mm-hmm. We did. Do you believe that you can help your partner change if only you change something about yourself? That's a big one, though. Well, I'm going to say yes and no. And, and and on the no, I'm going to go back to you, Gabby, because you, you stuck by your guns and you told him no. So you, you wasn't going to change who you was to please him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some some things that may not be as extreme, we do feel like sometimes we could change something, you know, to, to make things better. But at the end of the day, that person can only change if that person wants to change. It's nothing right. we can personally do to help them change. So. And I wonder, because a lot of these women now, and there's a lot of stuff going on circulating in the news, um, targeting abuse, but, you know, a lot of women are doing um, plastic surgeries, Mm -hmm. they're doing different things to be better and appear prettier, appear appear sexier for the men. So I'm thinking that a lot of times, not all the time, but a lot of times in those scenarios, women are changing their appearance to become more appealing to that person who might be giving them the cold shoulder. Yeah. So that's something to to think about. And that's something to talk about because, you know, if you don't love me as I am, if I put on and put on some 33 D's, double D's, a new booty, are you going to love me anymore? What's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? No, then you'll be asking me to, to fix something else and to change something else and to go get some vaginal tightening or something. I, who knows what they go, y'all going to ask now. And my question, are, are these men getting their bellies sucked in and their no. calf muscles no. flared up? And them no, pecs, they are them not. Their man boobs lifted? Are they getting no, that? they not. They not. They, they think we're supposed to be perfect when they got love handles and everything else going on. So no. This is what I'm saying. Shape but like a box. No. often feel like we got to Right, you know, get it snatched and tightened, tight, and, right? And, and, and yeah, nipped and tucked. Yeah, but they're not nipping and tucking for us. So no, that's something. That their expectations about. is too is too high, I think. So, and so, would you try not to do anything that would cause conflict or make your partner angry? Yes, mm-hmm. I would try to do stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah, the yes. eggshells walk on eggshells mm-hmm. for sure. Yep. Yeah. So we blame ourselves. So when we are in a position of blaming ourselves, they're winning. Yeah, we allowed mm-hmm. it. We we mm-hmm. we welcomed it. We allowed it. We drank the poison. And yep. in our mind, it was all in love. Like, oh, but I love him. He loved me. Yeah. But does he really? He does. Or he'll don't change. respect you. Or he'll mm-hmm. change. Or whatever. Or and and after a while, it is you are thinking, well, I can't. You know, I'm mistake what I know. I probably can't get nobody else. I've been there. I mm-hmm. thought that. Yep, we all have. And this is the final one. Do you stay with your partner because you are afraid of what your partner would do if you broke up? I think that's like the final straw. Like, would he kill me if I left him? Or would he, Mm -hmm. you know, torment me? Or would he publicly humiliate me? Or put Mm -hmm. some maybe some lewd pictures out of Mm -hmm. me? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, 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 again, that control. That's that Mm -hmm. control. He controlled your mind for you to have fear. Right. You know, so. Hmm. Well, I think three takeaways. And I mean, y'all let me know if y'all got some stories. I'm I'm good. You go ahead. Three takeaways on the site. This site has been very helpful. Um, It says, always remember, no one deserves to be abused. The abuse is not your fault and you are not alone. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about threats. Uh, to your visa. So I guess maybe they talking about people who have Oh, people visas. who come over to the country like I'm a kid. Yeah. So I guess this is targeted on the UN. Of course, it makes sense. UN site. But mm-hmm. don't worry about the rest of your visa. We have information about visa options for your situation. If you are here on a visa, if you are not, you know, I'd say worry about some threats. Call the authorities if necessary. Absolutely. You know, me in my 20s, I was going to call my, my, my hood cousin uh-huh. to whip some tail. I remember. Uh-huh. I remember. <laughs> you got to get the nail. You know, yeah. you know, but call whoever you need to call. Right. Don't worry if you see. And this is, I think now we're going down a different road. This is a, if you do not speak the local language, we can get you help in many languages. That doesn't right. pertain to, or might right. pertain to somebody listening, but there is help. Pretty much is saying that there is help out there mm-hmm. if you feel that you're being abused. Some of the earlier stages of abuse of abuse that we talked about, that's the beginning phases. If you can get out early, mm-hmm. that's always best. Yes. Um, if you feel like your life is being threatened, yes. then definitely call get the authorities. Yeah. Because as of right now, there's a lot of people out here willing to do whatever it takes to keep you yeah. in their stronghold. So mm-hmm. uh Seek help as soon Most as possible. Yes, I have the uh, domestic violence abuse hotline number for anybody who may be in a situation of abuse, and that number is 800 799 7233. I also have the national sexual assault hotline number, which is 855 897 5910. So if anybody feels like they are in any of these type of situations, um, please call those numbers, you know, and speak to talk to somebody and they may be able to give you some resources and, you know, help you um, through the process of whatever it is that you need at that moment. But again, the domestic uh, violence hotline is 800-799-7233. And the national sexual assault hotline is 855-897-5910. Um, and we thank you, you know, for joining us again for another conversation yeah. with the Good Morning Beautiful Podcast. Um, please follow us on Instagram. We are Good Morning Beautiful Podcast on Instagram. On TikTok, we are 
Good Morning Beautiful Pod. You can listen to us on Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. Um, and you can also email us at um, Good Morning Beautiful podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions concerns or you know you have any topics you might want us to talk about and please tell your friends tell everybody about our podcast if you enjoy listening to us we have quite a few faithful subscribers yes please not only tell your friends to listen but also to subscribe Subscribe. because in subscribing that helps us with advertising dollars that helps promote what we're trying to do and what we're trying to uh, spread and support through our community. So thank you so much for your support. But please, please, please tell your friends, all of them, yes. not some of them, all, all of them, them, all of them, <laughs> to subscribe. Not just listen, but subscribe, subscribe on the outlets that we mentioned. Yes. Thank you again. Until next time. Well, we love you. Be we safe. Love you. Thank you. Yes.